Listen is a podcast series by the I Never Ask For It mission. The mission works to heal from victim blame by building testimonies of clothing. Survivors of violence, that is each of us, across varying degrees, bring the garment we wore when we experienced violence. Our garment is memory, witness and voice to an experience of sexual assault. Our garment is present to say, I never ask for it. Blank noise, I never ask for it and all allies are working to bring 10,000 garment voices to India Gate by 2023 in an effort to end victim blame, violence against women, girls and all persons. You are now listening to Listen, Episode 1. Episode 1 was recorded in Bangalore's Cabin Park with a circle of 16 persons in October 2018. but it is kind of a story about this skirt recently I was in Nepal uh, I was attending a month-long course on feminist capacity building which is organized by one feminist network now there I met with a girl uh, who was uh, who is now working with the organization that I used to work in and I had had very uncomfortable uh, moments with the boss of that organization okay uh, so then over uh, and this skirt is actually hers and she gave it to me okay so uh, so uh, she over the dinner one uh, evening we were just talking and she told me uh, you know what he did so she told me about how he approached her uh, in the workspace at night in the middle of the night at three o'clock when I mean she's not from the place where the head office is she was called for a training for a month-long training and he like really try to approach her and encroach her space and you know she, she and she was like frozen and that brought back memories of how he had also like approached me when I was an employee there and that evening I like I was like shaking and I wrote him a long email and I said you know I like the next time I hear this I'm gonna come with my boots and beat you and you're gonna like bleed and like regret uh, that you were you were ever born and you know so it, it was it was like an extremely angry long email and I said <coughs> women are putting their lives at risk to fight for their community to stand up and raise and this was a human rights and community media organization so I said you know people are doing this and you are acknowledging these spaces you know where that vulnerability is and you're manipulating to enter these spaces and to approach women so like you have you need help and you know you I'll, I'll send you numbers of counselors you, you go, you go to therapists. But one more I hear and it's done. So I sent this email and it was like, you know, I was like, now you can't do anything about it. Sent, no. So you can't do anything about it. Now just deal with it. Uh, and the, it and, and that, that week was also very intense because we were talking a lot about patriarchy. We were talking about being forced into binaries. We were talking about like, uh, uh, and there were women from some eight countries and there was this one day when everyone spoke about rituals uh, that that subjugate women like in the system and it was eight hours of listening to rituals from eight countries so it, it was a very tough week basically at the end of the week we were going to this one uh, uh, this one place uh, Pathan Square like one uh, touristic place in Nepal it was like all of us were going 
for some guided tour or something like that and i had worn this okay i had worn this from here like because like she's i i don't fit into this in my waist so i just pulled it up and then i wore like a stole around it and we were walking and uh, we were walking and we were like talking and all of us and and like and we are like this group of 35 feminists and who've done like hardcore work in their own communities in their own countries and we are all walking together and this guy just like slid his hand like not he didn't touch me but it was a very you know it was a very bold kind of and and i did this ha huh? like when he put his hand like i did this and by then he was just like swayed and he walked away and it was like suddenly i was frozen like you know and there was a very senior feminist who was walking right behind me and she was like yay so she like <laughs> she turned around and, and you know so it's like so it's it, it's like what do you do like <laughs> like for how, like like for how long do you do this like how how and what are like for how, how many battles do you keep fighting like there's no moment of safety yeah there's like like you just can't rest huh? like you just can't be at at every point like how many defenses you'll build how many walls you'll build how like wo- what like <laughs> what really like what <laughs> how what to do like you know it it was crazy i just i just don't want anyone to look at me uh yeah i was um i was around 7 or 8 it was a religious teacher and uh, uh we have this uh, called madrasa and yeah that man used to um uh touch me inappropriately uh i have a really very uh, conservative family and uh um and my parents really uh i have a lot of girls in my family so yeah my parents uh girls are like not really important so um uh my parents didn't really didn't really i don't know i never felt an affection from them i was just like um, a child just they have to look after uh, till i'm getting married so um i never really created a bond between uh, my parents and me they were really very abusive they would take out their anger on me so um when my uh and i had started experience this man doing this i really don't know how to talk to my parents because i thought i would be blamed for it and i was only 8 7 and uh, i told them several times i didn't want to go 
but uh, they forced me to go and they thought i was i wasn't really interested in religious studies that maybe that's why i don't is to go and they used to abuse me a lot physically and i lived in a joint family so everyone used to take their anger on me i i used to not sit out of my room because i know someone would come and hit me or you know then senses where they would smash my head on the wall i really don't know why they did that every one of them have some mental illness some for sure and uh, and this man is so uh, every day every morning i don't know what to do i don't know what, i don't know who to tell this i never shared it i thought it was my mistake maybe i just uh, i started wearing legging i used to wear burqa at that time i was though i was really very small i started wearing leggings so that he doesn't see my legs socks i don't know what not and and once he started uh, he started rubbing my legs under the table so no one used to see uh, no matter how far i go he used to grab me again i don't know who to tell and once he started uh, touching my private parts and i felt really very uncomfortable i finally told my parents about this and uh, what they did was they just changed the teacher without talking to me anything uh, talking anything about it that didn't change my uh, fear of teachers especially ustads they have this beard and uh, they look really very scary even now uh, they, they it's like they have a lot of power and whatever my if my parents also complain it they wouldn't complain it i'm for sure they never complain they were like oh get over it not only him i was really very uh, sweet i used to talk to all of them and uh, my my dad's friend used to you know uh, touch me and my uh, my bro- my father's cousin i don't know he used to you know kind of kiss me on my lips for a long time my dad was i don't know my dad was uh, the same kind of person maybe that is why everyone were uh, not scared of doing that to me my dad uh, he was a, he's the same person who's a, he's the same person everybody talks about he's also i'm for sure I, he he's a very bad man and everybody used to not feel scared to do that to me my cousin brother used to you know rub his crotch on me when i was really very small and uh, everyone had that you know they had that um, they had the feeling they can do it on me because my father does it i'm for sure my father also does it to other but i was a kid i was i don't know anything and uh, yeah i thought the whole life i used to be uh, scared of men i never really i anyone men women anyone coming and touching me i really didn't like that especially men i used to be really very scared of men um of any age especially old ones i used to really feel scared just i don't like them touching me and uh yeah
the whole life i i didn't tell that to my friends because i thought my friends will think that it was me and uh, i was never really comfortable my my mother is abusive my father is abusive both physically mentally and yeah uh i still they're still like that they they don't even know i i i dropped out i told i told them a lie that i was uh, i finished my graduation i didn't i didn't really uh, attend my classes i used to say i attend but i didn't go i was like what what i really don't like uh, going anywhere where you know there are men or uh, something like that and i finally expressed everything to my friend when i was 19 she was like everything to me she was i used to talk i used to be myself i told every single thing ab- about my life to her and uh, recently in march um after my birthday it was uh, 13th uh, she met with an accident and she's no more and the final person i i ever spoke to about everything she is also no more she was the only best friend i had and yeah she's no more i don't know i there there are times that i just want to protect all those small girls and uh, if there's no street lights there uh, near my house and i used to get up i used to not sleep just so you know if i hear a sound i could go out and you know protect them i used to not sleep i guarded the place like i used to not sleep for four days just so i don't if i hear anything anyone looking around and i could go you know if if the girl is screaming or something like that i could run out and just help them i just wanted I just wanted to help everyone like I don't know. And yeah, this is why I'm still scared of men. I'm still uncomfortable around them. I still can't look into their eyes. I still f- I I know I'm wrong, but I still I feel like everyone are you know molesters. Everyone are like they just want to touch you they just want to grope you it's, it was like that it's still here i'm trying to heal i'm trying to accept the fact that not all men are the same but yeah it it wasn't the first time that happened to me it happened several times and until and unless my friend told me that it wasn't my mistake i thought it was me it was i was giving you know advances i used to you know talk sweetly to them that is why they do that to me and yeah that uh, my friend was the one who told i wasn't alone she also went through the same thing with the doctor a cousin brother but she couldn't share it to anyone she had so much big dreams and she's no more so yeah my friend's loss has made things worse uh, i could not talk to anyone so yeah uh, that's uh. so
so um, there's multiple instances i'll start with the first time i spoke with her who is for completely completely unrelated stuff and she told me about this and this was over the phone and just talking to her and she's telling me about this this event that she's doing and i teared up because i realized that whatever happened with me whenever it happened i don't remember what i was wearing i don't have that outfit the first time whatever happened was when i was 8 so i don't have that outfit i don't remember which day or what i was wearing but i'm never going to forget what happened and the scar that it left me with is for life i've been going to therapy i've learned how to deal with it and just the fact that i'm not crying right now while telling you this means that i have over the last one year been working on this and being working on being better but yeah so i have no outfit to show i have no witness for whatever i went through so that was the first incident when i was 8 and that was i didn't even know what happened i was too young to understand i knew it was wrong but i had no idea what it was or what why was it wrong until i reached college which is when we studied about child sexual abuse which is when i suddenly realized what had happened all those years back and then things started making sense until then i couldn't i couldn't be close to anyone i my body used to freeze up say i was at a party and if somebody even touched me by mistake my back or whatever i would freeze up so and and i couldn't bring myself to really be with anybody in in a in a physical space and all those things started making sense after i studied and understood what had happened there have been other instances like this one time after a party i was going to my friend's place and it was late in the night and i was riding on my two wheeler and the roads were a little empty because it was late in the night and suddenly out of nowhere this guy on a bike he just overtakes me and i'm riding so my focus is on riding and on the road this guy overtakes me puts his hand and gropes me while i was riding the bike and i was so shocked i didn't know what happened in you're riding and then suddenly something is happening and i was just focusing on balancing otherwise i would have fallen and met with an accident he sped off he took a u turn and left i couldn't follow him i couldn't do anything i just sat down by the side of the road trying to process what had just happened and i still thought that it was my fault i shouldn't have been out that late alone riding on an empty road i should have known better i should have been home or asked somebody to escort me or drop me back home there was one incident another was with again a friend and i was at his place and we were watching something and again i felt it was my fault because i was at his place i was watching a movie with him maybe i gave him the idea that i wanted for something to happen so the next thing i know he is on me and he's trying to do whatever and i literally started tearing up because i felt so violated like i just came to hang out with you i didn't i didn't come here because i'm in your house doesn't mean and i actually i just blocked him after that because he didn't realize that he did something wrong he never apologized and i felt like why should i sit around waiting for you to apologize or understand that you've done something wrong it's enough for me to understand that what happened i felt violated i felt like you encroached my space and i just blocked him after that i don't need to give you a reason or an explanation i know what happened i wasn't okay with it and i just felt so wrong and i 
again i thought it was my fault i shouldn't have been at his place watching a movie like that with him sitting with him maybe that was my fault and i should be more clear in the future and more assertive so yeah so about uh, five years ago uh, yeah about five years ago now i was in an abusive relationship for two years which i've spoken about before and um it took me a long time to be able to speak out about it because um a lot of factors i didn't feel that people would believe me because he had convinced me that it wasn't abuse that it was equal um and he had a nudes of me so i was afraid he'd leak it if i did speak out against it but lately uh so in december i found out he was very abusive to his girlfriend after me as well even though uh i had told his friends about it and you know it, it, we all thought they were in a happy relationship but she reached out to me and he was terribly abusive to her, towards her as well so in the past few months i've been a lot more comfortable speaking out about it to my family to my friends we have a lot of mutual friends we went to school together and um so i think what i wanted to talk about is that the past couple of months when i have opened out opened up about it to my family and friends they've all been very supportive i'm very lucky to have a very supportive network but every single one of them literally every single one of them has asked me why did you stay or they'll ask me things like it's been 5 years why are you still so angry about it why are you still so upset about it every single one of them and it is so exhausting because firstly i'm disclosing my trauma to you i'm disclosing something that was so shitty that happened to me and google is free you can literally google how do i deal with someone close to me disclosing their trauma to me but instead i have to go through all these questions again and educate them about how to be sensitive towards me when it's so easy for you to find out how to be sensitive it's so frustrating to me and i'm so angry about it that at this point i don't even feel like telling people about it anymore because i don't want to have to share something so personal and then have to deal with you grilling me about it or not knowing how to be sensitive about it i think that yeah you know it's just been so frustrating for me the past year or so um and other people will say things like he'll probably change or you know like i don't know you know that now that he's being held accountable for it do these kind of people change can you like educate them to stop i mean to me it seems like when you do something like this it signifies a mindset and how do you change that kind of mindset yeah just the reactions from speaking out are so demoralizing yeah uh like i said a lot the question i get every single time is why did i stay and for me to have to explain that when you're in an abusive relationship there's a lot of manipulation gaslighting etc is very difficult um another thing is that as i said we have a lot of common friends a lot of my best friends are his best friends um they think that he can change and that they would like to not hold him accountable uh as in they have talked to him about it but they don't want to abandon him because they think he'll do it to the next girl um and they think that they can make him change um which i absolutely don't believe i think the way to hold someone accountable after three girls it's three girls i'm not the only one um the way to hold someone accountable at this point is to 
completely stop talking to him in my opinion uh, but they think and for me that comes from them being selfish they want to have their best friends in their life um and again a lot of people say it's been 5 years why do you still why are you still so angry about it um and why are you still so caught up about this issue like just move on um but the reality is that i still have you know i still have trauma i still have dreams every month or so where he doesn't even hit me it's just a dream of him convincing me that you know he's changed and then i go back to him and then it's the same shit uh so I have to live with that. And I'm I don't want to hold on to this. It's not like every morning I wake up and I'm like, "Wow, what a good day to like feel trauma." But yeah. Okay. So what happened was uh, there's one uncle of mine. He used to come to our house regularly just to have fun with my father have sweets on diwali holi and he used to come I had very good bond with my father so one day what happened uh, he came to my house and uh, i was there and my mom was there only so my mom went to make tea to the kitchen and i was there alone watching tv and he was sitting uh, looks by side uh, by my side so suddenly what happens uh, he calls my name i look back and he tries to hold me and at the same point luckily my mother calls me from the kitchen and when i see him like when i saw him uh, you know doing this action of just trying to hold me like completely because i was very little maybe i was in third standard at that time he was trying to hold me am i uh, i was so afraid that uh, he couldn't touch me and i just went i went running to my mom and in the kitchen so i i was shaking i told my mom that mom i'm not going back to that room again he is there and said what happened said i'll tell you later so when he went uh, like he was looking at me and from there the look changed i don't know the way i look at him started changing like he is some someone with <coughs> mal intentions maybe like that so uh, when i explained it to my father and mother we sat together for the tea and i explained my mom uh, mom uh, this uncle should not come again to my home because i don't think he has got good intentions but they were they started laughing they like oh, what he'll do what he started what he what he did to you and like no nothing he just wanted to hold me said is your uncle he can hold you kiss you it's just your uncle he want he wants good just want good for you it's just he wants wants to show his love to you i'm like who is he to show love you are there so they like no is your uncle and it's all this healthy kind of love he wants to show so after that i remember i whenever he came to my home i I flee away I somewhere I went on terrace and went to you know play with my friends and all I never stayed in the same room and whenever with him so that's what something that happened it was like it could have been an incident but it was not but from there I have kept a distance with me between the uncles and whoever is I think will approach with some different kind of affection they have to show so that's it. I'll be sharing the incidents that has been happening with me past uh, one month now. Uh, I'm in my internship period, so the next phase is uh, I want to apply for masters. Uh, I come from a family where girls have gotten pressurized and uh, they have gotten married at the age of twenty and twenty-one. 
I stood out to be the first girl in my family, both from the mom's and the dad's side, who has come this far and who uh, has achieved this far. And I've chosen to be a doctor. I wanted to be a doctor, and I've reached this far. Now, when I tell, uh, now when I discuss with them that uh, wh what are my future plans, there's only one question: When are you getting settled? Why, in, why aren't you getting married? You had your time till 23. What, what, uh, what are your further plans? I told them my further plans were masters in Canada, and the reactions that I've got were absurd, like totally absurd. Till now, I'm going through the trauma. Every relative of mine calls me and they're like, your dad gave you the freedom. Your uh, family gave you the freedom to uh, study for six years and you still want to abuse that freedom and go further to some foreign country. I'm like, would I, I just asked them one question. Would you have said the same thing if it was your son? And they had a peculiar reply to that. He's a boy. He could take care of himself. You're a girl. And I was like, so w w what is the big deal in that? I, I've been here in Bangalore. You think it has, be, it, has, it has been easy taking care of myself all alone? And to them, they are like very absurd responses. Like, um, you're not safe in a foreign country. You're all alone. And I gave them one good answer to shut them all off for now. That... Three years back, I went through abuse at my home, in my room. And you're telling me that I will go to a foreign country and I might get abused. I was abused at my home, at my safe space. If not for home, then where else will I be safe? Can you give me an answer to that? Do you have an answer to that? And they just kept quiet. And even now I'm going uh, through, I'm on the process of convincing them and it has been really traumatic for a girl like me to convince everyone to just go follow her dreams uh, further. What I would like to add is, just because I'm going through this trauma for the past two months now, I'm not going to keep quiet. I, this, is not, this is not me giving up. This is not me giving in to... Uh, settle down or get married. I will get married when I'm happy. I will get married when I want to get married. I want to achieve further and there is nothing wrong about a girl going to another country or wherever she wants to, to go follow her dreams. And I will do that. I feel tremendously powerful. When I shared my experience of uh, the sexual trauma I went through um, three years ago, to one of my very good friends, very close friends, he had one disgusting thing to say. He told me, maybe he did that to you because he was sexually frustrated. You know, he's not been, he's not been married since 10 years now. And I was stunned, shocked. I was, when the words were coming out of his mouth, I had so many things to say back to him. But I was, I, I, I was, I just froze there. I didn't know what to say. I just, I just kept quiet. I turned my back towards him and I went to my room. Um, so this happened quite recently. Um, I had a doctor's appointment. So as I was getting out of the clinic, 
I was cornered by three transgendered women and like they called out to me hey darling and then they just came up to me and just grabbed my private parts and I was just shocked I just ran away and like went back to my house and it happened in broad daylight and like after that the only thing I could think about was just violence like I wanted to hit them attack them but I couldn't do anything I think when she was discussing about the time she felt that even her home wasn't a safe space and she was talking about the age that she understood and realized that I think um like at that that triggered a memory I think I repressed it for a really really long time and now it's come out um in class 9 I had this irrational fear of lizards so if one bathroom had a lizard i would run and go and try and take a bath in another bathroom so our uh, there was one uh, room uh, like my room my room didn't have a bathroom as such so the bathroom was just outside and we had uh, people who had come to fit in a split ac and um, they opened the grill to my bedroom window and the bedroom window and the bathroom window are just adjacent and outside there's a place where a person can walk but however there's a division you know to move to the bed uh, to the bathroom window you have to jump through that division and obviously due to my fear of lizards i went to that bathroom to take a bath and these people were working just in the next room they were working to put in the ac and i still remember like I remember after taking my bath I was just wiping myself and I just put on my underwear and I heard the guy I I heard the guy jump to the part where it's just outside the bathroom window and he just moved the bathroom curtain and we made eye contact he could see me and I was just wearing my I was in my underwear and I just, I just had the towel in my hand is in my underwear and i could see him and at that point he just smirked he smirked and he walked past and i just froze there i felt violated no one had ever seen me in my underwear let alone like so and that to this was a stranger and a stranger in my own home you know and i just froze because i felt violated at that point and i came out i i got dressed and i came out and i told my mother what had happened that this is what happened and he went past and he actually opened the window and he saw me and my mother confronted that and they just at that point said it's an accident and i could look at this man and this man was trying really hard not to laugh and he just said accident tha madam kya kar sakte hain ab to lagane ke liye aise ghus ke फिर वहाँ गए जगह नहीं था इसलिए इतने सारे लोग उस तरफ थे तो मैं इस तरफ आ गया जगह नहीं था और हमें पता भी नहीं था वो बाथरूम है मैडम एंड ही जस्ट वेंट टू वे एंड एट दैट पॉइंट आई स्टार्ट थिंकिंग वॉज इट एन एक्सीडेंट बिकॉज समन विदाउट कंसेंट स्वामी इन माई आंडो है सो आई कुंट अंडरस्टैंड वॉज maybe it was an accident maybe it was my mistake that i chose to go into that bathroom take a bath when i know people were working in in the next room 
and trust me from then on i've never been afraid of lizards anymore because i don't know what made me think of going in to take a bath in that bathroom but what happened after that when someone sees you without your consent you feel i felt violated i felt i felt disgusted with myself you know i just couldn't understand what to do so i just after that i behaved like nothing ever happened and till date i have behaved like nothing has ever happened and you know this never happened so join the mission unite to end victim blame i never ask for it send your garment testimonial to stand in strength power and solidarity send an audio testimonial via email or whatsapp you can reach us at 9198684061 and email us at actionhero@blanknoise.org and we will connect with you you are an action hero thank you for listening